Good morning, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Uh, before we go any further, let's just open up an word of prayer. Lord, we come to you today, God, and we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that whether we have a good earthly father or not, God, we have an awesome heavenly father that cares for each and every one of us. Lord, and I pray that we would appreciate our fathers, God, on this side, and we would this day, thank of you more than anyone, Lord, and we would appreciate you and what you've done for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray for this service. I pray that I would be completely surrendered to your will, God, that you would speak to me and through me. Lord, it's not by me, but it's only by you. Lord, I pray that you come into this service. I pray that you lead it. I pray that it's not us, but it is you, and we honor you in everything we say and do. Lord, we thank you, and we love you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so what Darwin was saying wasn't true. What actually happened was last Sunday, me and Darwin were talking. He said, when do you want to speak again? I said, I don't care. I'll speak next Sunday if you want me to. So we went on, never really said nay or yay on that for me. And so I go through the week working, mowing a bunch, and I had a gun project. So like all my thoughts were going into this gun project. So that's where my thoughts were all week. And... I thought, yeah, Saturday, I played in a basketball tournament in VB, and so I get out of there about 7 o'clock in the night, and I go, man, I wonder if Darwin's wanting to preach tomorrow. <laughs> so I called him. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing cornhole with the grandkids out here in the yard. I said, do you want me to speak tomorrow? He said, yeah, I was planning on it. <laughs> I said, okay, team four. I can do it. And uh, so that's where we are today. So, uh, what I have is not maybe super prepared. I actually don't have any notes. Darwin's rubbing up on me, you know. He's, I'm going straight Darwin on this thing. I have zero. I don't even have a piece of paper up here other than this Bible. Uh, got a couple verses on my phone. But uh, before we go any further, I just, if you're a father or soon to be father, like Aaron, would you please just stand up? Yeah, got lots of fathers in here. Yeah. Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And it's awesome to see that many fathers here because, uh, you know, there's, not a, there's, there's a shortage of fathers in our nation. A shortage of fathers. There's not a shortage of baby daddies. There's a shortage of fathers. And... Uh, there's plenty of boys, but there's a shortage of men in our country. And, you know, it's just, it's encouraging and it's good to see that we have fathers and men here that want to bring their families to church. And, you know, somewhere in the Bible it says if you raise, you raise somebody up and you, and you build them on this firm foundation, they won't turn from it when they're old. And that's what we got to have is we got to have fathers. We got to have men that want to lead their families and we, we, you know, we care about taking them to church more than we care about taking them to a AAU basketball camp on Sunday. Like we want fathers, and that's what this country needs, and that's that's what this community needs. That's what this world needs. Is we need godly men and women, but we need leaders. We need men. We need fathers. And uh, and I can't stress that enough. And. I was actually looking at my phone this morning on Instagram, and it said that every major social economic problem in the country can be linked to fatherhood. 
If you look at every bad, every bad stat, every bad case of whatever, of uh, whether it be poverty or kids that get on drugs or whatever, somewhere down the line it'll it'll wind up being linked to a father not being in the home. And I saw some other stats. I saw that 77% of African uh, African American children don't have a father in the household. And that was that was the craziest stat, but it's like that for every race. That's the most dramatic one, but I don't know what it was for white children or whatever, but it's, it's still a problem. That our kids are growing up today and don't even have a father around. They're being raised by mom, who's having to work two jobs to support them. And it's sad, but man, I hope I, hope we can, I hope I can challenge our dads today to be even bolder than what y'all already been. That not only can we bring our kids to church and, and, and do that and be leaders, but we need to be vocal. That we need to teach them that this is right and this is wrong. Amen. That this is the way in which we should go. Right. And you know, that's what, that's what Christ did for us. That's what Jesus did for us. As He come and He, he lived on the slurf and earth and He lived a perfect life and he, he battled these temptations and He come against all these things and He told His disciples, He said, this is how you should live. This is how you should pray. And He taught them how to do things. And as men and as fathers, I think that's what God has called us to do. Is we take our families and we lead them and we teach them and we say this is how we should pray. This is how we should fight. This is what is right. This is what is wrong. This is where the line is and we ain't crossing it for anybody. And I'm just so thankful for the fathers that we have here today. Thankful for my father. Thankful... Uh, you know, for leaders like Brother Darvin that are fathers, that are, that are leaders to their own family, but also leaders to us. Amen. Man, there's a shortage of men in this country. I can tell you, some of the stuff I see, dudes wearing skinny jeans and just, I mean, <laughs> we look soft, we are soft, you know, talking about how hard their job is, and they're like, like they file nails for a living, and you're like, man, it's our men, where are their men at? Just a shortage of men and a shortage of fathers. But <clears throat> what I got to say, or what the Lord laid on my heart more than anything this morning when I woke up, what come over me, you know, I, I hadn't really prepared really at all. But what was on my heart this morning was I was just thankful. And I thought about my life, and then I thought about what God had done for me. You know, I'm blessed to live in the best country in the world. And I was just thankful. And... You know, sometimes I think that we look at God, and I, I'm bad about this, so maybe this is just me and it's not y'all, but we don't look at God as a father. You know, I'm bad to look at God, and I, and I look at Him as a father, yes, but I look at Him as like, He's mad if I mess up. He's, he's ready to send me to hell if, I, if need be. He's ready to line me out. And you know, it's true, God is going to be our judge, and we're all going to stand before God, and we're going to give an account, and it's true that God hates sin. And that what God said is true, that no sin will enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and God is a righteous God, that He is perfect, that, that the thought of sin, that sin, it, we cannot even function around God, that it can't be near Him because God is a holy God. And that is true, but He's also a Father. And there's this verse in Psalms that I wanted to read. And it said, Psalms 103, 13 says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And I, I'm bad about putting God in this box of like, God is just, 
iron fist out to get me, like a general in the army or something, like he is a drill sergeant, like he is. But God, the Bible says that God has compassion on those who fear him. That God is, that God is the best father that we could ever have. That we might have great earthly fathers, and they might really be great men and, and, and leaders, and they lead us and they teach us wrong from right, but they don't compare to our heavenly father. That we serve an almighty God who knows exactly what circumstances you are in. That knows the sin problems that you struggle with. And the Bible says that He has compassion on you. That when your heart breaks, whether it's loss of a family member or it's, it's hardship or maybe it's physical pain in your body, that the Bible says that the Lord has compassion on you. The greatest Father is God. And He cares for each and every one of us. Whether we're 90 years old or we're 8 years old, He has compassion on us and He cares for us. God cares for each and one, every one of us. And maybe more than anything out of this message, that's what I want us to get, is that I want to leave here with that feeling that God is our Father. Maybe you don't have an earthly father. Maybe you're sitting here and you're like, well, I don't really have a good earthly father. Well, we have a great heavenly father. And it's just like having a great relationship with your earthly father, how do you have a great relationship with them? Well, you speak to them. You form a relationship. You talk to them. And it's the same thing with having a great relationship with our heavenly father. We speak to him. We pray. We get in our word. We talk to him. We seek him. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 6.18 says this. It says, And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And it's just encouraging because it's, He's calling us His children. He said, you will be my sons and daughters and I will be a father to you. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will put your feet on a firm foundation. I'll be a light into your path. I will be your leader. And I think that we need to get into this mindset of God is my father. I can trust Him. He ain't going to lead me astray. He's going to put my feet on a firm foundation. And if I will just trust Him, if I will just have a relationship that wants to seek Him, if I will just want to know Him more, he, and I will follow Him, and I will get into this Word, and I will pray, and I will seek God, He's not going to lead me wrong. But He cares for me. That there might be hardships in life, and you might have to go through something hard, and there will be unexpected loss, and there will be unexpected pain that come in life. But I have a Father who has compassion on me. And if I'll keep trusting in Him, He's going to lead me to where I need to go. And one day, we're going to walk through the pearly gates and be with Him for all of eternity. That's it. We serve an Almighty God. We serve a Father who cares for each and every one of us. And I think about, I think about the Bible. And when you, when you just look through the entire Bible, you see this Father figure throughout the whole thing. You see the children of Israel. They call them the children of Israel. And they just keep doing wrong. And then they go through this like punishment and they turn back to the Father. And what does He do? Every single time He embraces them with love. And He gives them everything that they lost. And you just see this... This whole thing going throughout the Old Testament where people turn from God and then they turn back and they turn from God. And every time God is still there. And there's, there's two stories that, that stick out when I think about a father in the Bible. Well, three really, but two particular stories where <clears throat> Abraham is taking Isaac up. 
And Isaac's like, what are we doing? And he says, we're going to worship the Lord. And he takes him up there and he's about to sacrifice his own son Isaac because that's what God had told him to do. And I always think of that story as Abraham was honoring his heavenly father. And he was, he was willing to do that. If, that. if this is what you want me to do, then I'm willing to do that. And I think of that father's story. But also, I look at that and I think, man, that must have been how God felt when He sent Jesus. That must have been His heart when He thought about you. That this is what has to be done. This ain't what I really want to do. But because I love you so much, and because you're sinful, and because there's no other way to get to heaven, I will send my Son... And He'll take the penalty for your sins so that you can be in heaven. And I think of that, man, that the love of a father, the love of the father and the love of a mother, I don't know if there's any greater force on earth than the love of God for His children. That He loves each and every one of us. And I think of the story of the prodigal son. And the Bible says that there is this prodigal son and he left his father and he took what was owed to him and he went off to a far land and he squandered everything and he lived horrible and all this stuff. And the Bible says he, he finds himself in this pig pen longing to eat the slop that the pigs were eating. And the Bible said, he, he said, I was better off at my dad's house. I was better off at dad's house than I was here. And so he gets up out of this mess and he starts heading home. And the Bible says that the father looked out and he said while he was still a long way off, he ran to him and he greeted him with a hug and he threw his arms around him and he gave him his robe. He said, go get the best robe. Well, the best robe was his robe and he took his robe and he gave it and he put a ring on his finger and he said, go kill the fattened calf for my son was dead, but now he is alive. That God has compassion on you. No matter how bad you've messed up your life, no matter how bad you feel like you've shafted God or how many times you've put Him on the back burner, He's still happy to see you. When you take that step towards Him and you begin to seek Him, He comes and meets you. And He says, get the best robe. And He says, go kill the fattened calf for this is a celebration that my son was dead and now he is alive. God cares for each and every one of us so much. And He wants nothing more than to have a relationship with you. He wants your heart. That's all He wants. That's all God wants. That's all the Father wants is He wants a relationship with you. He wants your time. He wants your sacrifice. He wants your commitment. He just wants your heart. AJ, if you'll come. I know this is short, but this is just what God had laid on my heart this morning. I remember when I was uh, sick, I was going through chemotherapy and I was real sick and didn't feel good at all. I remember my dad saying, I wish I could take your place. I feel like any dad would say that. Any father would say that because they see their kid hurting and they want to take their place. And you see, that's what God's seen. When He looked down on this sinful world and He saw that there was no way that these people could ever make it to heaven because they were sinners by choice and by nature. They were born into a fallen world. And He looked down on you and He said, I'm going to go and I'm going to put on flesh 
And He was born of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And God put on flesh and He came to this earth. And He lived a perfect life. And He battled Satan up on the mountain. He was tempted and He was tried. And He was obedient all the way up into a cross where they crucified Him and they put nails through His hands because He loved you. Because there was no other way. Because you wouldn't have made it to heaven unless He came and gave Himself the love of a father, the love that He has for you is unmeasurable. It's the greatest force on this planet. If you don't know Him today, I pray that you'd come to know Him. You have a Father that loves you, that wants to know you, that wants to have a personal relationship with you. If y'all stand with me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If anybody wants to pray for any reason, consider these altars open.